What's going on, guys? My name is Elder Nero. That's not your name, fucker. What's going on, guys? My name isn't Elder Nero, and welcome to the Midnight Hour. Exactly. That's the actual opening. There we go. Let's rock and roll. Somewhere out there in the vast nothingness of space. Somewhere far away in space and time. Staring upward at the gleaming stars in the obsidian sky. We're marooned on a small island in an endless sea. Confined to a tiny spit of sand. Unable to escape. But tonight, on this small planet, on Earth, we're going to rock civilization. No power in the verse can stop me. What's going on, guys? My name is Alden Nero, and welcome to episode 56 of The Midnight Hour, our fortnightly podcast show, which has been consistently fortnightly for three months now, so fucking suck on that. Uh, I'm joined today by Jack, as always. As always. I'm really impressed that we've actually managed to keep this going every other week. I, know. I think us doing it like every week in the first place was very ambitious. But we, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with the status of it at the moment because it's it's cruisy and we get yeah, to do. We actually better. we actually have ideas as well. Which yeah, is, exactly. It's better. It, the show seriously, is better. it's genuinely like two years in us having ideas before we actually make this phone call is. Yeah. It's a very new thing for us. <laughs> it sure is. And speaking of new things, the SoundCloud link for this show will be in the description. Uh, if you listen to it there, it's better for a, a number of reasons. I say this at the start of nearly every episode, but I really want to get everyone over to SoundCloud because it's so, it's it's such less effort for me to put it there. It's also a better show because it doesn't get blocked in any countries like the Midnight Hour does. The reason that the last two episodes have like under 500 views is partly because uh, about 600 or 700 people have comfortably transitioned to SoundCloud. And the other reason is because the last two episodes are blocked in multiple countries. Because huh. we speak the truth, and that scares <laughs> governments. So, yeah, like, I would just really appreciate it if you did go to SoundCloud. I'm working on getting it on iTunes. There's some weird glitch that's happening to me every time I try and add it to the RSS feed. Which, if huh. anyone knows anything about that, if anyone has a podcast on iTunes, please hit me up. Um, that's the saying, isn't it? Hit me up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, smack my bitch up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never said that out loud before. Hit me up. So that was actually really alien to me. <laughs> I don't know why I chose today to be the day. But uh, today we're going to be talking about cynical myths, uh, which is a topic that we've had in the pipeline for quite some time. And only like over the last week or so did it really take shape for me in my head, the way that I wanted to talk, how, how I wanted to approach it and stuff like that. And, um,. One of the myths that I grew up with that I'm sure... I don't know if this myth has been updated for the current generation, but Marilyn Manson, um, of Marilyn Manson fame, um, you know, allegedly had a few of his ribs removed so that he could perform oral sex on himself 
Did you hear that myth when you were young? Oh, oh yeah. And I, I heard the same myth about Michael Jackson as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. it kind of applies... Every, to... every kind of odd celebrity. Yeah, anyone who's yeah. pale and... <laughs> yeah, a little bit odd. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that has... I, I, who do you think that would apply to today? It would probably be fucking Lady Gaga or someone, like, the way that the... the, the yeah, I, yeah I really don't know. Well, I mean, you know, Lady Gaga had her own one. That was the, that was the fact that she had a penis. Yeah, I... So... Uh, like, I can't come up with like a, a cynical nature of an origin for that, other than the fact that people are people are dicks. Like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I, it's yeah, it's, it's very appropriate that we're choosing International Women's Day to, uh, to discuss Lady Gaga and her non-penis. But uh, I, oh, like, we're defending the fact that she doesn't have a penis. Part of me thinks she started that myth for publicity, but then that's just me being cynical. Like it, it, <laughs> That's probably not the case at all. It was probably some yeah. miserable person who's threatened by female sexuality yeah. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the, the first one that really got to me that I was thinking of was the idea that Santa Claus is a creation of the Coca-Cola Corporation. Did you hear the alliteration? <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. That's fucking sick! Um... <laughs> Yeah, th- this is this is a myth that I think is almost a perfect cynical myth in a way because it targets people who just it, it targets a certain type of teenager or young person that finds out that Santa Claus is um, a lie and and like if you interpret that in the wrong way, that's your parents have been lying to you all your life. You know mm. what I mean? Like if you're having a bad time in childhood and you find out this, I feel like that could have potentially devastating consequences for someone who's just like. Why are you lying to me? <laughs> and then they find out that it was created by Coca-Cola, a corporation, like, a, a, you know, a multinational mm. faceless corporation that created uh, the Santa Claus myth. And I, I think that that's just the ultimate cynical myth. And that's the episode. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, the end. <laughs> Tune in next week. No, but you know what I mean about it? Like, it, there's so many reasons why it sort of touches on the exact thing that it's invented to do. And mm. that is to just, you know, kind of show people that the world is a lot more um, controlled and mm. marketed and bottled and sold and, like all of these sentimental things are dead and it, it's not reality and stuff like that and it, it's just it is so cynical like isn't it isn't it just the most cynical thing yeah like i mean you know the, the idea that santa is created by coca-cola of all things just because coca-cola is red and white essentially that that's really what it boils down to like i don't know about you but i'm on the coca-cola coca-cola's like frequently asked questions actually dispels the rumor or the really? myth itself they're actually like no yeah hands up it wasn't us yeah it was like we're not the reason he wears red but they they uh they do like to toot their own, own horn in saying it is true that coca-cola advertising played a big role in shaping the jolly rotund character we know and love today yeah and that's like probably legitimately true like yeah. if you think about like just being a kid and you think about christmas and santa you do think holidays are coming like yeah. you do straight away go into that sort of vibe and definitely coca-cola played a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. there's also just red and white is like the most iconic color pattern in 
the world in history, isn't yeah. it? Like red and white is, is just... Yeah, yeah, you'll find it on, you know, everything in like in terms of like flags and stuff like that as well. Yeah, from a Coca Cola logo to a swastika, it like <laughs> there's red and white in there, do you know what I, I, mean? I was thinking more like, you know, the English flag, the Japanese flag, but yeah, yeah, you go straight for the swastikas, that's cool. Well, if you think <laughs> about it, a swastika is just a Japanese flag combined with an English flag. <laughs> That's that's some flawless logic right there, yeah. That's some that is, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the whole concept of Christmas is magical, uh, full of sentimentality and beautiful memories and in- incredible stories and shitloads of cynicism <laughs> from people when they become adults. The new thing that I don't really know how new it is to be honest, but there is definitely an ocean amongst. Christians and um, I don't know what what do you call sort of people who are Christian but like they don't believe in God or anything they're just like oh well I've always been like Catholic so therefore you know I don't know what the word for yeah. people is yeah they're just conservatives kind of uh, yeah I guess so a certain, a, a certain branch of Christian conservatism where it's not mm. necessarily embedded in the religion but in the ideologies that they would have yeah. learned while growing up and stuff but there is a notion amongst those people that there is a war mm-hmm. on Christmas um, obviously as we become more and more multicultural we have more cultures um, you know, coming into our countries and saying that uh, Christmas offends them and they shouldn't have to adhere to a Christmas that celebrates the birth of a deity that they don't believe in. And as mm. such, we should not uh, sell religious-themed postal stamps at <sighs> Christmas time. We shouldn't have mangers. Um what uh, what are some other things like? Oh, just saying like instead of, you can't say to people, "Well, Happy Christmas" or "Merry Christmas," it's "Happy Holidays." Yeah, because that's that's non-religious specific. That's the thing is that Budweiser and, came out with that commercial. Um, their their Christmas commercial was groundbreaking for a number of reasons. Uh, like number one in that it it contained horses running through a field, which. Um, it was sort of a snowy field when it was in the winter time. Um, that has nothing to do with Christmas. Like typically, you think of a Christmas advert, it's gonna have, it's definitely gonna have snow, but it will have Christmas mm-hmm. lights and it will have Christmas-related things like maybe mm-hmm. elves or Santa Claus or um, bells and things of that nature. Whereas yep. theirs was just a bunch of horses running through a field, and the the narrator just said, uh, "Wishing you and yours a happy holidays from Budweiser," and it made people. <laughs> fly into an uncontrollable fit of rage because they were like, oh, do you fucking hear this? Do you know why he's saying happy holidays? It's because the fucking Muslims are offended at the notion of there being a Christmas. They can't even say Christmas anymore. They want to come into my house, <laughs> set fire to my Christmas tree and tell and me that I can't... And Yeah. And tell me I can't say the word Christmas anymore. Yeah, I'm not yeah. having this. This is a fucking outrage. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, people get so up in arms about that you can't say Christmas anymore and people get so up in arms on both sides of it yeah. for same like exact for exactly the same reason people are so ready to be offended yeah anything like that they've taken so one half is offended by the fact that you're not catering to absolutely everybody all of the time which is fucking impossible mm-hmm. and then the other half's getting really fucking angry like really fucking angry the the other half isn't catering to them all of the time and it's like just chill the fuck out 
I, right. I love the notion that like Budweiser, who are a fucking business, who don't give yeah. a fuck what your religion is, like just the notion that they're not saying happy holidays, like to you know include more people in that message, right? And like even if they don't care about their customer base and they're just saying happy holidays to be all inclusive, why is that bad? Like, yeah. who's that harming? I like I I don't get who the victim in that is. Like, it's definitely not you, man, with your Christmas tree and your manger set up in your house with the you know yeah. the, the birth of Christ and all of that stuff. Like, you don't get to feel threatened by someone saying happy holidays mm. just because it keeps other people happy. Not that I have ever in my life heard anybody complain about Christmas from that perspective. I know people who fucking hate Christmas. But that's got nothing to do with the yeah. whole, uh, you know, fact that they're Muslim or no, yeah. And anyway, the whole uh, happy saying happy holidays from Budweiser, the amount of like holidays, no matter what the religion that there are, from say mid November, yeah, through till mid January, yeah, you've got like the, you've got Thanksgiving, yeah, like you can just go happy holidays applies to fucking everything. Yeah. One advert, one campaign, the whole time done, easy, yeah. Done and done. Yeah, exactly. And one like, budget for one yeah. effort. And, yeah, exactly. You're spanning, it's, you know, like four or five different holidays. Yeah, Chinese you know, New Year and like just, yeah. You know, regular New Year. Yeah. Christmas, all sorts. Like Thanksgiving, everything. You just span a lot of them. It's the equivalent of me watching an American TV show and seeing a happy Thanksgiving thing and me saying like, what the f- I don't fucking celebrate thanksgiving in this country like fu- i'm not fucking watching that i'm not giving my money to this show that's saying happy thanksgiving that that's the thing that i don't celebrate you can't tell me happy thanksgiving like and you know you're you're looking for something that isn't there and yeah that's sort of it's just that feeling of being threatened and i i think mm. The whole idea that uh, multiculturalism is ruining the world or, you know, in some way contributing to some kind of societal regression is just an absolutely outrageous notion that Mm. we see um, nowadays being pervade in the idea that Sharia law is in full swing in London and you can't go anywhere without being hanged for um, just being yourself, which is a crime to these people, as we all know. I think I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but I saw I'm subscribed on Reddit to the um, the United Kingdom subreddit, and just because I'm I'm incredibly boring and I like to know what's going on in this country. Uh, but, Racist. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. But someone, some American, for some reason, was on in this subreddit and was spouting some shit, saying, the, "Did you know there's parts of London where you you know white people can't go?" out you know with a bottle of wine and a carrier bag because they'll get fucking beaten up by gangs of muslims yeah and everyone was like no just no that's not no and this guy, this guy was like list, this guy was talking about parts of london and then listed off like croydon birmingham <laughs> and greenwich and i don't know if many people are like listening have been to greenwich but it's you know ridiculously multicultural everyone's like you, you know, you get the few odd dickheads, but, you know, everyone's pretty cool. It's Everyone just gets on with it. Birmingham Much like too. most places. Yeah, Birmingham as well. To a large degree. It, yeah. isn't, Birmingham's the second biggest city in England, isn't it? Yeah, and it's got the highest population of Muslims, I think. Yeah, Part, yeah. Besides maybe Bradford. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah, um, those kinds of areas. Yeah, like yeah, I, I've been to Birmingham several times. Yeah, and I've never found it to be anything other than a really nice sort of. Yeah, like, I, I mean, in terms of pleasant place. Yeah, right. like it genuinely. Like I know there's this thing amongst English people where like if you're from Manchester and someone says Liverpool is nice, you're like, ah, that's a uh, shithole. Yeah, every city you're not from is a shithole. Yeah, that, yeah we, we do that in Ireland too, and it's really, like, I hate generalisations like that, but, um, yeah, like, I've been to Birmingham, and from an outsider's perspective, like, it is not nothing, and it is definitely not a, a tense environment. You, you see mm. there are lots of different races and cultures and uh, ethnicities there, and that doesn't ever... Like I, I've never seen. I mean, I'm sure there have been marches with the fucking EDL, probably and mm-hmm. shit like that. And I'm sure tensions have probably risen at some point or another. But on the whole, every time I've been there, I've never found it to be anything other than pleasant. So yeah, yeah. But you know, so this, you know, this guy was going on about how there's parts of London that you can't go to with a bottle of wine. And this bloke said, "All right, I'll finish work at six. I'll buy a bottle of wine and I'll go and walk around Greenwich and I'll film it." For, I'll walk around for as long as you want me to with a bottle of wine and I'll, you know, see if I get beaten up by a gang of Muslims. <laughs> and, you know, he did. And it was just the most hilarious thing because it was just him walking through the street like a normal person and then passing. Muslims beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You know, just passing other normal people. Yeah. And it's like, I think there's this, there's, it's kind of come with, alongside, hand in hand with social media. Um, and bear with me while I get to the point of this, but like with the, you know, the, the advent of the internet and with kind of social media being making you know, these kind of conversations possible and conversations, you know, like spanning oceans, yeah. like, you know, friendships and then like kind of building relationships with people from all other parts of the world. It's really kind of brought the world into seeming like it's a much smaller space. Yeah, I agree. It's really made the world a smaller space. So then in that smaller space, you've then got, Everybody being able to voice an opinion, yeah, their opinion, which most of the time people are idiots. Let's be honest. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, it it just builds up into this kind of like ball of fear and kind of oh, can't offend anybody, can't do this, can't do that, and it, but none of it's like real. You go out onto the streets and none of it's real. Yeah, there's Nothing no like like I know that you don't really support political correctness and i do like i i think i've never seen anybody be a victim of political correctness in my life i've like it's that's never something that's ever occurred to me um but i think that with social media people are a lot more confident in saying opinions that are definitely normally perceived as bad yeah it it feels as though because you're typing it that somehow makes it less so yeah you've got the kind of the barrier of you know anonymity yeah kind of anonymity of like a screen name but i think you know on the flip side of that and this is where i you know this is what i kind of really like i've got no problem with people um you know being offended of really like people an offensive thing to say you know like you know, the N-word, stuff like that. Yeah. It's still offensive online. That doesn't change that fact yeah, just 100%. because you're online. But then it's when kind of this kind of Tumblr microcosm of nothing should offend me. I have the right for nothing to ever offend me and for no opinions to challenge my own. When that starts leaking into real life, like at universities, and people are shutting down discussions and, you know, 
protesting in, you know, not even peacefully, but like kind of, you know, shouting over lecturers and guest speakers because they don't agree with their ideals mm-hmm. and their ideas. You know, le- you know, university is a place for th- free thought. And when you're crushing that free thought because you perceive it to be politically incorrect, yeah, I as, long as, it say, foster, as long as it fosters discussion, I don't think it should be kind of silenced. That is the thing that I actually have never really witnessed, because I never went to university. Yeah. But I do notice that, um, say someone like Jerry Seinfeld, who mm-hmm. I like, he he is definitely just um, threatened by the fact that... I, I think comedians who don't like political correctness tend to be people who just are not comfortable with the fact that society has changed and that they're all jokes about putting food in the VCR isn't funny anymore. Like, I, that's that's kind of the... You know, like, comedians have, like, particularly in the older generation, at a time where you could make jokes like, oh, gay guys are like, hey! <laughs> and straight guys are like, yo, what's uh, up? Yeah. That kind of... I, I think Jerry Seinfeld yeah. is, is that kind of comedian, and I think he just doesn't like that people don't find him funny anymore. And he mm. always cites universities as bad places and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I, ha- I have also seen... Um, feminist speaker I forget who it was but it's someone who um, I've watched tons of videos of interviews of her on YouTube and she's mm-hmm. absolutely class and we're I, I think there will be one episode of the Midnight Hour in future where I discuss something um, it really in depth that she said because it blew my mind when I saw it and everything mm-hmm. but um, she was banned from appearing at a, a university because anti-feminists like you know the Meninist types mm-hmm. yeah. were like oh no fuck that and everything and then the same university tried to get um, an anti-feminist speaker, and then he was banned. Mm. And the whole thing was just a big, like, nothing happened. Not, there was no discussion either way. There was no right, there was no wrong. It, it was just, yeah, like, it was censored, essentially. And, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. It's something that I've never mm. honestly looked into. Um, it's got nothing to do with the discussion. No, no we've gone off such a tangent. Um what I wanted to say was along the lines of what you were saying with the internet and mm. how it has given people just it, it's given people more sense of a purpose with their sort of uh, taboo opinions maybe mm-hmm. and people are so threatened by Sharia law and just this notion that because your country has more brown people than ever before that we are eventually going to have to adhere to their rules mm. and it's just such fucking nonsense like I was yeah. out with um one of the girls that I work with was uh, meeting up with one of her uh, old friends that she knew from college and mm-hmm. like he was quite a cool guy um, he was like in his early 40s I think and he was um, like he knew a lot about music and stuff like they're just the type of person I'd get along with really well mm-hmm. um, and then he was saying that there are sections of London that are cordoned off and you have to go through checkpoints and they check to see what alcohol you have and stuff and I was like like fuck off name one place that's like that and he was like he couldn't name a place but he was saying that his brother or his cousin or something like that told him and his his brother or cousin lives there and i was like that sounds like somebody who is just racist and mm. you know hasn't admitted it or else they're at least islamophobic like they're definitely threatened by this and oh, yeah. he did concede that that was a definite possibility <sighs> i just think there's no fucking publicized case of sharia law having any kind of impact on laws in britain or america no. Like, I mean, sure, right, Subway now now caters to people who like halal meat. Yeah. That shouldn't be a problem to you. It's There's basically no fucking difference. Like, that's Subway as a corporation, like what we were saying about Budweiser. That's mm-hmm. just them saying, hey, you guys that all live here now, you can eat here too. Like, 
it's just someone appealing to the masses. Yeah, that's like, what businesses do. Like, yeah, I, I remember fucking the day that that news broke that Subway was serving halal customers, and <laughs> a fucking some some idiot. I, I won't name him. Like a good few people following this will know who he is, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is outrageous." I cannot believe how fucking stupid this is and like published some Daily Mail article and the Daily Mail thing said the only reason that they're doing this is because Muslims have requested it which is like walking into a Tesco and being like whoa holy shit you guys only sell batteries in here because there's a market for it that's outrageous you can't do something it's just like just what are you doing like why does this shit actually offend you like ask yourself if you're comfortable with the idea of there being halal meat for sale in Subway. Mm. And if you're uncomfortable, ask yourself why. Is it because it's something that you'd never considered before? Is it because you don't know what it is? You don't know where it comes from? And then ask yourself, where does their normal meat come from? Yeah. Because that's an uncomfortable thing. Like, Yeah, like, you know, I know, I know that there's, you know, there's McDonald's that sell, you know, do halal meat as well. Yeah. And I saw a post come up on my fucking Facebook, and the guy was saying, oh, I went and got my chicken and bacon McLegend or whatever, and the bacon, I bit into it, and it was, it was kind of soggy and limp, and it wasn't nice and crispy. And I asked them, and she said, the girl behind the till said, oh, it's because we, we use... We we do halal meat now, so we can't put the bacon in the fryers like we normally do. We have to use it heat up in the microwave. And he was going, "This is fucking bullshit. Never going to McDonald's again, you know." And if your bacon's limp, this is why the fucking Muslims. And it's like, dude, just don't eat at McDonald's then. Like, if you're that concerned about your food being a top quality, don't eat at McDonald's. <laughs> like, if you don't if you don't want limp bacon, you shouldn't fucking settle for caged battery hens either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, my, you know, McDonald's have probably actually changed their uh, chicken policy. I, I think they are, they're f- all free range anyway. But it's now, you know, it's, their food is still not exactly top of the line. It's still McDonald's. It's still McDonald's, yeah. Like, chill out, it's only bacon. Yeah. Like, a bacon is put on this fucking pedestal that's so ridiculous. I, I feel like... Um... Just McDonald's is also at the center of a lot of cynical myths. Like, you know, there are so many people who have this idea in their head that, oh, in McDonald's, the the chicken nuggets they're made out of like cream, and and that's just uh, like, yeah, and chicken testicles, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and their ice cream is made out of pure fat and stuff like that. And like, it's just because it's a like there are so many other fast food restaurants that don't get the flack that mcdonald's Mm. gets and it's just because they are the thing like they're the biggest of their kind and therefore they have to be attacked and brought down a peg or two and i I think like i will say i think mcdonald's does have kind of a track record of not being the squeakiest cleanest kind of uh you know institution in terms because i think that you know their chicken nuggets back in the day i remember them as a kid there was this kind of not even as a kid you know as i was becoming a teenager just this switch and the chicken nuggets suddenly it was like you bit into a chicken nugget and it was real chicken yeah it wasn't just like blended chicken paste yeah anymore I do, and you know, you know, there's been tons of stuff like that whole woman. I don't know, you've you've come probably come across this, the woman that was, uh, you know, burnt by the McDonald's coffee. Yeah. 
and a lot of people, you know, really like all she all she tried to do, you know, this is in America, so obviously, you know, none of her medical bills were paid for. And she I think it was she she sued them essentially to get them to pay for her to cover her medical bills, which was twenty two thousand dollars. To McDonald's that's nothing. That's a day in one restaurant or something, you know. Two days in one restaurant. Um and they said no. So she took them to court on one, you know, X number of tens of millions of dollars because McDonald's kept their coffee at such a high temperature, knowingly at a high temperature that was incredibly unsafe, that gave her third degree burns and made it required her to have skin graft across 20% of her body. Yeah, I, I read like, um, a story, or yeah, sorry, an article that detailed the actual stuff that she had, the medical procedures that she had yeah. to go through, and it's actually fucking mind-blowing, to be honest. Yeah, like, she, you know, she had awful skin grafts, like, across her, like, crotch and thighs and stuff like that, and it was, like, ter- terrible. And, you know, McDonald's doesn't exactly, kind of, that has always stuck with me as well, because people publicly really, like, went for her, yeah. saying that, well, you shouldn't just have fucking... Spilt hot coffee on yourself. You can't sue McDonald's for you spilling hot coffee on yourself. I mean, it was, you know... But, it, you know, long story short, McDonald's isn't the squeakiest clean operation. They've cleaned up their act a lot recently. They have, and they've done a, a great a job. A hell of a lot, yeah. Yeah. A ton, like, you know, the whole... Everything's free-range now. They don't use battery-caged hens like they used to. Yeah. They make their staff seem like human beings in their adverts. Yeah, do you know <laughs> one thing I really like about their, their... There's... I don't know if it's only in Ireland or if it's Ireland and the UK, but in their new advert, um, the person behind the counter is a teenager with uh, blue hair and tattoos and piercings. Uh, with, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched TV in months. So Neither have I, I, saw, I saw it on... No, a, maybe. Like a fucking stream or... Um, yeah. But it's fucking awesome that a corporation is doing that it's actually one thing that i was um saying in work like i i hate that i have to wear um everyone knows this i hate that i have to wear a tie and all that Mm. shit um and the corporations that just embrace you know modern trends with clothes Mm. and and just the fact that it's okay to have tattoos and piercings like that's what i want in my society Mm. and I, I think it's great that McDonald's are doing it. I, I feel like, despite they're always being a target painted on their back by, like, certain people, um, mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of good guys in a way. I, mm. I, I don't know if it's because I'm such a, like, I'm, I'm very contrarian sometimes. I just, I hate hearing the same opinions from people that are so just unresearched and obviously bullshit <laughs> that I sort of end up siding with the thing that they're up against. <laughs> but um, it's definitely, like, they have done a great job, I think, at improving their public image. And I think... Oh, if yeah, for sure. Were, like, if you're a kid now looking at McDonald's, I don't think it's as easy to be cynical about them as it was when we were younger. When... Mm. There was yeah. every reason to, really. Yeah. I think, oddly enough, I think Jamie Oliver has a lot to fucking do with that. Him and his whole crusade against all bad food that children get anywhere near. He is awful. Yeah. I remember, you know, and aside from the fact that Turkey Twizzlers tasted like shit, um, and everyone, the fact that everyone seems to remember them as this gourmet, delicious, it was, it was swells of breaded meat. <laughs> well, and meat is in inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I think people hate him because it's cool. Um, but I, 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 def- definitely. I definitely, I definitely remember uh, of one of his shows where he was like, "So, do you want to see how chicken nuggets are made, kids?" 
and he just blended up like all the giblets and all of the rough cuts of chicken in a blender, battered them up and served them, and the kids ate them, and they were like, those are fucking chicken nuggets, all right? And he was like, so are you still going to eat them? And they were like, yeah, they're chicken nuggets. (laughs) Duh. It's like, is it just me, or is it really hard to be a cook or chef who is famous and not be a dickhead like i i gordon ramsay and and interestingly i don't think jamie oliver ever actually used to swear i think he always was a posh boy yeah and then uh gordon ramsay got on tv and was like ah fuck everything i am so unhappy with my life and it is your fault for not cooking these peas to absolute perfection (laughs) you've only used two grains of seasoning on these peas and you should have used three this is a fucking outrage get the fuck out of my kitchen and fucking hang yourself and then jamie oliver all of a sudden was like yeah fuck mcdonald's right <laughs> fuck those bitches yeah jamie oliver just wanders in just going i just want you all to be really healthy and just kind of enjoy your food and that'd be really nice and everyone just went well fuck you yeah <laughs> and then but and then everyone embraced the kind of angry scotsman who did you know he had a fucking trial with rangers yeah i did yeah. um yeah Bastard. I used to live in, in Scotland. And, <laughs> Literally uh, brought up every time he's men- ever seen him mentioned of football in the same sentence. He's like, oh, did you know Gordon Ramsay had a trial for Rangers? Yeah, yes. It's, it's yes, a, I fucking did. He mentions it every possible opportunity as well. It's a thing, like, when I lived in Scotland, like, Celtic fans just <laughs> fucking hated him because he had a trial at Rangers. And, it, like, remember, like, all those celebrity football matches he would turn up in and play 17 oh, yeah. seconds and then get stretched oh, yeah. off? <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't even know why that's funny. I just, I, I kind of just strongly dislike Gordon Ramsay. He's one yeah. of those, like, if he was my boss, I would absolutely fucking never go to work. Like, <laughs> you can't just, I don't know. It, it, it's like what I was saying in, in one of the episodes that we did recently about, like, drill surgeons and the way they talk to people. Mm. It's like, if you talk to me like that, I will just do the exact opposite of what you want from me. Like, that's yeah. not how you'll get through to me. Like, And it, it's understandable, as a drill sergeant, you know, you're breaking some. You're meant to be breaking someone down to mould them to be a better... Yeah. Uh, to mould them into the image of a soldier, to get them to kind of follow orders without thinking, especially, like, in the heat of battle. You're in a kitchen, Gordon. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, and, like, in <sighs> order to successfully do what like drill surgeons do you have to also build the person back up oh yeah yeah. (laughs) there's that second part that gordon vitally misses yeah it's so like jesus if if anyone spoke to me the way he speaks to people on that show i would just never i i don't know i i can't i hate that it makes me cringe so hard that he takes food that seriously like just get a grip pal (laughs) i don't know um i was gonna say another uh myth that i think is actually cynical um i think like i think sexism is one of the worst things in the world and i while i do talk a lot about feminism on the show and find ways to fit it into things that i'm talking about there is sexism against men that exists in the world and i really dislike the notion that men are incapable of multitasking right because it is a myth that anybody can multitask. It's not possible for your brain. Men and women have the same brain. The differences between men and women come from things like uh, the chemicals in their body, like hormones versus, uh, or sorry, testosterone versus uh, estrogen and, and just the uh, hormone changes and things of that nature. There's also a huge part to be played by um, 
the way you're socially conditioned when you are born in either in either gender and stuff like that mm-hmm. like men can multitask as well as women can like men are not lazy and stupid and incapable of doing mm-hmm. things like that like men don't you know club things all day and then come home to watch tv and grumble and drink beer and stuff like that and i really just don't like being bracketed in with that idea Mm. of what a man is supposed to be like have you ever seen any advert for any cleaning product ever um and this is like cleaning products are just sexism at their finest like the woman is cleaning and knows everything about cleaning and the man is the, fucking... the guy's got to lift his feet up so that she can hoover under them while he's watching tv with a beer yeah and yeah the guy is a big fucking like mouth breathing idiot who knows oh, yeah. nothing about anything and the woman is like disappointed in the very way that he is and the yeah. things that make him him and just i hate that I hate that entire notion and I think it is really cynical because it is based in an agenda that women have to be one way and men have to be mm. another way um, and men are lazy, just slobs and they can't clean, they can't look after themselves, they can't do anything mm. without a woman and that's bullshit to be honest. I, I, yeah. don't, I, I really hate being bracketed in with that and even like, I, I don't like, like the idea that when I, when, like when I get a new desk or a new table or something that I should know how to put it together because I'm a mm. man like have you seen how skinny my arms are I don't <laughs> know how to do anything it's yeah I, I, I that... you know the the one that really gets to me is the fact that I don't know if you know I, I've recently made a short film with um I, re- I recently made a short film and it involved a young girl uh, it was about five or six and you know an old and an older woman as well you know they they play granddaughter and grandmother you know whatever but casting for as a as a 22 year old guy casting for a young girl i really felt like people were kind of like well no yeah. because i was a man like and i feel like i feel like it's more prevalent like i feel like it's getting worse i don't know if you've experienced this but the fact that all men are pedophiles until proven innocent I I feel like that's really is a thing I wonder how much of that is in your head though because like I definitely used to have it definitely definitely I used to be really really scared of shit like that and I think I reached a point or like just a level of self confidence where I don't really care what Mm. people imply about me because I'm very confident in my ability to argue and more so than that, I'm just very unapologetic for who I am and what my opinions are. Mm-hmm. And if anyone accuses me of something, I know that I can just explain it away um, in an articulate and reasonable manner. So I, I don't. I'm, I'm fairly comfortable at the moment with just living my life and letting things happen around me. And if people come at me with accusations, I can definitely brush them off and I can definitely Mm -hmm. argue them away if needs be. So I I don't know if if maybe it's just a thing because I'm older than you and I definitely Mm. used to think it. So maybe it is just a thing that I think once you get out of university, I I don't think that you'll think like that anymore. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I really do not feel like an adult still yeah. I, re- I really am not in kind of an adult mindset like I don't you know I, I went through having a 9 to 5 last year but I always had that kind of security blanket of knowing that I was going to come back to 
doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's true. And I actually had a really similar experience too when um, like I'd saved up enough money in the job I was in to basically quit and do whatever I wanted for a while. And I always knew that was coming. So I never did grow up. Mm. And like, truth be told, I think there's a very obvious difference in the me from now and the me from this time maybe 18 months ago oh yeah um and like a lot of that is because i met a girl who like sort of true her i found the confidence in myself to just be a much much better person and stuff mm-hmm. but i find that my uh my self-confidence is at an all-time high and i'm definitely not afraid by something that i would consider to be the pettiest of petty accusations do you know mm. what i mean like yeah. I, f- I feel like if i were in your position and anyone judged me on that i would just think that that's fucking sad it's not something mm. i'd be afraid of whereas before i definitely would have and like i definitely <laughs> would have put it off and avoided it and you know found a way to not do it quite frankly because of the fear mm. of that so I-, I just wonder if it's a a young male thing yeah potentially yeah i think it's also you know i've also got in the back of my mind that that is such a kind of like a life ruining accusation as it were yeah exactly as well i think that's a bigger part of it for me the fact the fact that you know much like kind of a if a girl was to you know falsely claim rape and then uh you know you, you know as soon as your name gets out there and associated with the fact that you've been accused of rape that can't be taken back yeah, but like you, know. you could even just actually like drug a girl and rape her. But as long as you make good enough movies, it's fine, right, yeah. Roman Polanski? You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. That's not life advice. <laughs> no, no, that is very far from life advice. But yeah, no, I, I do, I do, I do know what you're saying, and mm. and like, <clears throat> I I don't know, um, I don't know how closely linked to the idea that men are like sort of a certain way that notion is because i genuinely don't know if it's an actual thing or if it's in Mm. your head like because i feel since i've properly grown out of that phase that it's not an actual thing i don't feel Mm. like people in general are like that but i do feel like people in like the common section of a something would definitely be like that Mm. so it's really hard to differentiate between that and reality sometimes i feel Mm. I think as well, like the people who fucking populate certain common sections need to just stop. yeah, fuck off. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going, just going back to what you were saying about you know men being really kind of stereotyped. Yeah, and I just, I just, you know, was uh, scanning through some myths as well while I've been talking, while we've been talking, and the kind of one that, and it's one that I haven't actually heard for a, like a long time now. But it's the fact that men think about sex every seven seconds. Yeah. That kind of thing that we're so simplistic that yeah. that's all that our brain goes through. I think that's one that was kind of really big when I don't know. Maybe it was just maybe it still is big amongst teenagers, but you know when I was a teenager, especially. Yeah, when I was a teenager, um, it's really weird looking back on this, right? But mm. like pretty much every single female teacher in our school was someone that all the guys looked at and they were all like, oh, fucking get it and stuff like that. Mm. And like, I was never really like that. I've never, like, I was never really that kind of kid. Um, I, I was like, if you've ever seen Inbetweeners, 
there's a scene where like they they purposely cast like an average looking woman who's over thirty. Oh uh, yeah. She, she's like, and the, just anyone under th- any woman under thirty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's mildly. She gets out of the car and like all the lads are just like, oh, it should oh, be illegal oh. to teach and all that. And Will is like. Well, maybe it's just the fact that she's the only woman in the school who's under the age of 30. And they're like, no, mate. Like, it's just, they're absolutely not having it. Um, but yeah, like, looking back on that now mm. is like, what the fuck was that? Obviously, like, men go through a phase where they just want to have sex with everything. Yep. And it's like, I don't know. I, I really have never been that type of person. Like, I... I I'm very respectful to women and always have been because I was raised by women. So like that's, Mm. that's who I am and stuff like that. Um, now I don't think that people who weren't raised by women are (sighs) worse at it, but that's where, where my sort of, um, respect comes from Mm. or whatever it is. But, um, I really don't like that either. Like, cause sometimes when I'm in work, well, not really in the job that I'm in now, but people would always say stuff like to me, like, you know, oh, if a man did that, you'd be patting him on the back. Like, no, I fucking wouldn't. That's not who I am. Like, I, I don't mm. make excuses for things that men do just because they're men. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like that's a thing. But, like, on the flip side of that, right, you've seen the latest Star Wars movie now. Everybody mm-hmm. has, yeah. right? Yeah. People who are saying that, oh, no, Rey got way too powerful way too quickly. That's bullshit. She was too... Like, if it was a man, no one would be fucking saying that. No one says <laughs> it about Superman. No one says it about Neo. No one says it about any male hero that there ever has been in anything mm. like the movie's called the force awakens like anakin was too fucking old to be trained so imagine how young ray was when she was yeah. trained. and she was trained and left behind and like it's called the force awakens not the force gets taught to you over a series of several <laughs> years that are put into a montage in the movie like get a grip of your life stop yeah. complaining about things like yeah. that you are only doing it because she's a woman but um yeah like that's the flip side of what we're talking about and it does go both ways and it oh, is a sure, thing yeah. that both sexes are victims of. i think women more so and i think that should be obvious mm. but like i get yeah. why um i get why young males feel like they're being persecuted in ways too because you do get bracketed into being stupid and lazy mm-hmm. and not able to multitask and constantly thinking about sex and Mm. also being able to read maps is just the thing that you should instinctively be able to do oh yeah like assemble desks and stuff and like it is like it can be really hard to be saddled with responsibilities that you're just not fucking capable of to be honest Mm. like um and i i totally get why people would feel like that those types of myths don't help anybody because they are essentially myths that have become stereotypes yeah. And they become expectations, and it just leads to disappointment, which leads to mm. the dark side. Yeah. There's a new What's going on guys, my name is Aldenero. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as we interject for the interlude with 
Prayers Triangles by Deftones, it's their new song. I'm really, really hyped for the new album and that's the only reason this song is playing. Thematically, it has nothing to do with the structure, but I do feel like there is a sort of a, an ethereal, mythological presence to uh, all the Deftones songs, they're very atmospheric. Anyway, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you are, leave a like on whatever platform you're on and enjoy the rest of the episode. And speaking of myth, kind of myths and people, what do you think to... I don't know if this has ever been like outright stated or if this is generally just the feeling that I get from a, a lot of people who think they're better than everybody else, but that people are getting... that the population is getting stupider. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. Um, it's actually statistically getting smarter. Mm-hmm. by the by the decade um yeah there's a thing called the flynn effect which proves that iq gets higher and higher in the general population every decade now i don't think that iq is the be all and end all of people's no. intelligence but it's definitely an indication and it's oh, definitely yeah. a judge of your aptitudes at several different things um i don't think people are getting stupider and stupider i just feel like people's eyes are being opened to an unthinking loud minority and i think mm. that's because of social media yeah I, th- I really just think it's you know i've seen people saying oh well, you know like everyone's getting stupid and blaming it on the internet and it's like well it's not the internet's fault it's the internet's fault that you're seeing their stupidity yeah but the internet's not to blame for them being stupid it's the internet's fault that you know your friend's uncle is a racist yeah, <laughs> but it's not the internet's fault that he is that a he's racist. a racist. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's exactly that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, I think so. It, like, but I've, I've definitely, I've definitely seen the kind of thing echoed that you know people are getting stupider. I think it's usually from kind of uh, baby boomers. Yeah, kind of the you know because obviously anything that they don't understand or anything that they didn't grow up with is uh, is evil. Yeah, it's um, the thing. Like I, I hate generalizing, and I like it's. I, I truly would hate anyone I heard saying this out loud. But the baby boomers are the fucking worst generation. <laughs> they are they are what has ruined our planet that we are trying so hard to salvage while quite, they shout that, in that, our that's, ear. That's quite literal as well. They have quite literally ruined the planet. They have though. Like they've <laughs> like, ruined everything for us. Like they are the reason the economy is in the fucking state that it's in. Like I one thing that I despise even more than the stereotype I just made and the generalization mm. I just made is the idea that well when I was younger I was better at life than you are now because I got a job when I was 16 and I worked my way up to be a manager and I rented a house all by myself like yeah you did and it cost you fucking 13 cent a week because little did they know you were going to go on and ruin the economy that enabled you to rent a house so cheaply and stuff like that I did did all of this off my own back and it's like well yes because it was really fucking easy yeah literally everybody did it yeah you Literally were, everyone. You were a white male in a world that uh, was dominated by white males, yeah. and you see that being threatened, and you are bitching about it, and throwing your toys out of the pram. And <laughs> yeah, it's I, I've met so many people in my life who, 
like I, it's something that I've always rallied against is not mistreatment of the youth, but misunderstanding of the youth. Mm. I've always despised it, and I still like identify with my 14 year old self that was treated like a number in school. Like I'm still mm. bitter about school and the way that my teachers felt like I was an entitled spoiled child because I was different to them. Like, cause my life is different to theirs, you know, like, mm. like I was really, really afraid of getting on a bus for a long time because of social anxiety and just complete lack of self-confidence and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I couldn't get on a bus because of the way people would look at me and it made my chest tighten and it made me feel like really weak and just terrible about myself and stuff. And then I, I come into school and like, I, I said this in, um, one of my it, we used to have uh, religion but it wasn't religion because like no one's religious anymore it was moral yeah. development and uh, uh, yeah. the teacher in this fucking backwards town in Ireland was like oh when I was your age I used to cycle 80 miles through uphill s- both ways uphill both ways <sighs> through 10 feet of snow while being chased by fire breathing dinosaurs with Nazis mounted on them and you <laughs> won't even get on a bus yeah. Get a grit and stuff like that. Like being told to just grow up and stuff like that. Like you know, fuck off. Yeah. Quite frankly. Uh, that that is one thing that always really fucked me off um when I was in school is that, you know, you are treated like a child and there's a point where you should no longer be treated like a child. Yeah. Like well, you know, and it was it, the real turning point for me was when I went from being a school child into going into sixth form. So I was, you know, no longer in compulsory education. I was there because I wanted to be. Uh, I was, I was wearing a, I wasn't wearing a, you know, uniform. I was wearing a suit to school. I was wearing a suit every day. You know, I, you know, they weren't kind of like pushing us to do the work. It was kind of you do it because you want to get a good grade, yeah. not because I'm telling you to. Yeah. And yet they still treated me like a child. Yeah. And that really fucked me off. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah, and it was like, I dressed like an adult, I looked like an adult, I could, you know, join the military. Yeah. <laughs> Treat me like an adult. It's like... Yeah, you join the military, get, no. get married. Yeah, get murdered like an adult, yeah. you know, die like an adult. You can't get a tattoo, though. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. That's or get drunk, but yeah. I can get shot. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I went to, I went to college and... The you know the lecture the you know the kind of the teachers there, I called them by their first names and they respected me and I respected them because of it. Yeah. And it you know it's just a two way street and it was simple. Yeah, there's always it's so I, much better. I look back like there were some teachers I had who were just so fucking sound and like without mm. them I don't know how I would have made it through school. Like mm. I really hated school. I hated school more than all of the people listening hate their school probably. Like I, I just <laughs> I had a problem with authority. I wasn't really treated well by my teachers and stuff like that. I was kind of an outcast. Like I didn't really feel like I belonged in the class that I was in. Like I, I, I always felt different to other people and stuff mm. like that. Um, but some teachers were just so fucking good to me and it's like it's really good that I was afforded that from school at, like at mm-hmm. least you know like te- teachers who recognized that there was something beyond the sort of angry exterior you know like teachers who, who would see my test results and say like oh this there's definitely like potential and stuff like mm-hmm. that like that's what I appreciate because I feel like those are the ones who were actually doing their fucking jobs and yeah the ones that actually cared yeah like they weren't being blinded by their anti-millennial uh, bitterness and stuff like that <laughs> but um yeah that, I, I don't think 
I don't think there's really any truth to be had in the idea that people are getting stupider. No. I feel like perhaps, though, uh, people's opinions are getting a little bit more um, tunnel-visioned. Like, I, th- mm. I think it's a lot harder to convince people. Um, there, there's something I read quite recently. In fact, t- to be honest, um, to shift the topic... Not the topic, Mm. but to shift the focus of the topic. Donald Trump is running for the Republican candidacy in America. And he is absolutely fucking killing it. And in in the process of him doing so, like numerous myths have surfaced online. Um, one of the things I read about Trump recently was on Facebook. It was shared by an American friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was a picture of Trump with a quote on it. Um, and a, uh, the source was People Magazine 1998. So we all know that this is absolutely a real yep. quote because it's a picture with text on it. And who would make yeah, it Yeah, yeah. Who um, would lie on the internet, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it says, if I were to run... I'd run as a Republican. They're the dumbest group of voters in the country. They believe anything on Fox News. I could lie and they still eat it all up. I bet my numbers would be terrific. And that was a sample of um, an article with, uh, or sorry, an interview with Donald Trump in People Magazine from 1998. So, like, Fox News was not even a nationalized television uh, news program in the year 1998, and it was more central than Republican. Um, also, Donald Trump never fucking said it straight up. To no. be honest, that's not a thing that he ever said. But that myth is cynical. That's made with an mm. agenda. Someone has made oh, yeah. that because they cannot accept that we live in a world where Donald Trump's popularity is skyrocketing in the year 2016, and he looks like a, a legitimate candidate for um, the Republican nomination. Mm. And like that's someone who's like, I, I cannot have this. I need this to be like um justified or i need a reasonable explanation for this surge in popularity and like mm-hmm. it's not that he's really clever and that he is satirically trolling the group of people that he's getting support from he's a big dumb idiot racist and like a i think we live in a world where it's slightly more okay to be racist than it was 10 years ago yeah uh but b the Republicans had about 47 fucking candidates and he is the most insane. So he's got mm-hmm. the most publicity, the most traction. Like his campaign has had so much fucking just media frenzies that have followed it and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, like on top of that, all of the potential political scandals and stuff that could ruin his character seem to just make him stronger. Yeah. Like he it's, just fucking... it, it's so, it's so, it's so surreal to watch. It is. This yeah. kind of, it's like, it's like you know Boris Johnson is kind of this affable, lovable idiot who somehow became mayor of London. I think I think there's a huge and danger and cynicism oh, to him as well. And I, th- I think I think he's incredibly intelligent, and you shouldn't let the exterior of the kind of hapless buffoon kind of get. You know, in the way of that. He did say homosexuality is a sickness, though. Yeah. And for that, yeah, exactly. I cannot forgive. No, yeah. Um, but it's kind of like someone just took Boris Johnson and was like, right, well, we're going to inject him with a ton of racism and a ton more stage presence and just let him loose on America and see what happens. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everyone's up in arms about Trump. 
Yeah, and, like, he's saying that he's a Christian and he believes in Christian values, and there's another uh, mythical photograph with text in, in the quoted text in the picture mm-hmm. saying uh, Donald Trump on um, Phil uh, Donahue's show in the late 80s when he said, I have a really high IQ, Phil. I mean, come on, it's impossible for me to not be atheist. And that's Donald Trump on the Phil Donahue show, 1989, which never fucking happened. But that's the thing, is this notion that he is an atheist and he is really, really clever uh, and he's just doing this because it's so easy to prey on the minds of these people because everyone voting for him is an idiot. And that's the world mm. that people are trying to build up now because they're so threatened by like him and like rightfully yeah. so because he is fucking terrifying and like he has one policy and it's to build a big fucking wall and make Mexico pay for it like you cannot like his only policy is an anti-immigration policy that's really similar to Adolf Hitler and there was an article about Hitler in Time magazine, I think, in 1934 or 32, or the year in between those that I can't pronounce, because that's the one that it actually mm. was. I just hate saying it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was in 1933, and um, it said something like, Hitler, uh, Hitler and his anti-Semitic um, persona is great politics. Because he knows that that's what's going to get him elected, is his anti-Semitism. But once he gets into office, he will show that he's not an anti-Semite and he will be a proper politician and he will help steer Germany clear and, you know, all of this stuff. And Mm. that's kind of, like, the same thing that is happening now with Donald Trump, is people trying to explain away his evil with this sort of cynical notion that he's playing people and this Mm. is all a ploy and that this isn't just happening of its own free will in a context that we can't control and stuff like that like it's really threatening to people that trump's popularity is so high and rightfully so it it just that the whole the whole trump thing just baffles me that it's been allowed to get this far that's the thing as well that actually really annoys me was um I, I I think I said it on a recent episode maybe but that Chris Christie guy I think he's kind of a good Republican in the sense that mm. if I had to vote Republican I would probably vote for him I think he seems like the best politician like I know he's fucked up like he said very awkward things before and he said things <laughs> that I absolutely just flat out do not agree with but other than that like he seems like a reasonable guy and in all of the debates when Trump says outrageous things, no one ever fucking calls him up on it. Like, no one says, like, no, no Donald Trump, this is ludicrous. You cannot do this. Because they don't want to alienate his voters because everyone was of the impression that this is another uh, publicity stunt by Donald Trump and that at some point he would drop out of the race. And when that happened, his voters would be sold to whoever is the most outrageous mm. Republican. So for that reason, no one would call him on his bullshit. And, like that's not democracy you know what i mean like that's just a bunch of people trying to play a game it's like that thing like did you see that guy saying let's dispel this fiction that barack obama doesn't know what he's doing he knows exactly what he's doing he said the same thing like 50 fucking times on the stage it's just it's it's so annoyingly tediously predictable and gamey and just nobody fucking stepped up and now chris christie's after backing out and he's publicly supporting trump 
Like, what is he doing? <laughs> I don't get it. It's it's actually mind blowing. From an outsider's perspective, like I'm Irish, I've never even been to America, mm. um, and I just don't get where this is coming from. I like I don't understand why it's allowed to happen. Mm. I just do not get yeah. it. Yeah. I. My just. I just won't understand. I just can't understand it. Like I, I really can't. Like it, it's got to be this kind of vocal minority. Yeah. Like it, you know, incredibly vocal minority that will say, are saying they vote for, will vote for him. Then inevitably they won't turn up to the polls because they don't actually care that much. Yeah, it's strange. Plus, so... and then add it to this media frenzy that just loves to feed on shit. Yeah. Like... And you've got the perfect hype machine. He it's doesn't like... even the way he responds to like so Donald um, your fans are Nazis and he'll be like well got pretty passionate fans and stuff like that like he has nothing to ever say to like you know eradicate the notion that he is mm. a white supremacist or like he has public backing he's the only presidential candidate or potential presidential candidate ever to get public support from neo-Nazi groups in America and stuff. Like, he's he's gotten a whole new branch of voters there, mm. in the, the right-wing sort of fascist-leaning uh, guys and stuff like that, and it's just so fucking mind-blowing. Like, I've, I've never seen anything like it, and I yeah. never could have... You've, like, you've just got to kind of think that the neo-Nazi kind of groups all came together, the heads of the neo-Nazi groups all came together, and were like, he's really bringing attention to how you know, kind of racist America still is and we've kind of just been flying under the radar doing our thing, being racist and it's been a good gig and he might ruin this for us. Yeah. If we back him, maybe he'll just go away. Maybe people will realise he's a racist and not vote for him and we can go back to quietly being racist by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Like that that is the only situation that I can make sense of this. Yeah. And you see that <laughs> That's though, like gotta be it though, surely. You trying to do that is what people are doing on the internet. It's like the whole idea of a cynical myth is just creating something with an agenda to to point out or to sell something to people or to ridicule people or to satirically enlighten people or something <laughs> like that. And that's what like when you put something like that up, like, oh, Trump's got a really high IQ, he's an atheist, he's a mm. businessman who knows that you guys are all idiots, like, do you not see what you're doing? You're you're shooting yourself in the foot here, you're pointing out how stupid you are. Like, it, it's so fucking idealistic, and it, it's just such a bad way of actually going about your argument, mm. because you're just creating falses, falsehoods that, like, like Donald Trump himself has... Um, given a, a rebirth to a myth that he saw Muslims cheering the 9-11 attacks in New Jersey, which never happened. Like, there is no reports of that ever having happened. It's something that he absolutely made up to, um, mm -hmm. you know, put forward or amplify his, like, Islamophobia. Agenda, yeah. yeah, his agenda, yeah. And it's by creating a myth as cynical as the one with the Facebook text, you're doing mm -hmm. the same thing that he's doing. Do you know? It doesn't help yeah. anything. It's the same with those Sharia law guys. Oh, there's nowhere you can go in England. Like, you're ruining your chance of ever having an actual conversation about multiculturalism mm -hmm. and in, and immigration and stuff. Like, yeah. It's stupid. It, it's wrong. It's dangerous. It, it's just... It, it serves a very obvious purpose, but it has absolutely no substance. It's mm -hmm. just like 
is it is it it's just like straw man ideology it's just yeah yeah it's like trump is the trump is the kind of person just to 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 claim to say that he has irrefutable proof that the world is flat just to cause a stir and another and this is this is a fucking killer segue that i'm bringing up um i'm just letting you all know so you can fully appreciate it (laughs) Uh, and another really cynical myth is that um, a lot of people in Christopher Columbus's time thought the world was flat. Oh! When oh oh, that is a a touch dunk. Um, that one. You, uh, have, you have played your trump card. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have. But you know, and th- there are still people that think the world is flat for w- whatever reason. Shout out to my um, homeboy Vob. <laughs> Check out the top five tweets video. Oh man, it you know, pe- you know, the 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 kind of the the, pu- the myth in the public fo- in the public eye um, that the world is flat was dispelled a couple of hundred a good couple of hundred years before Christopher Columbus went to uh, sail across the world. Yeah, like he wasn't under the illusion. Yeah, he kind of got where he landed kind of wrong, but. <laughs> Christopher Columbus was a fucking idiot and a racist yeah. and yeah. A absolutely like uh, I don't even know like he is one of the whole mythology surrounding him is actually infuriating when you read about what a fucking awful person he was mm. and what an awful world he tried to give rise to and stuff like that like he was a slave driver who mm-hmm. just had absolutely no respect for the land that he had just like found himself like even mm-hmm. just the notion that he discovered America is just an absolute fabrication you know and like yeah. the idea that this fucking like this guy had this one idea that the world was round and stuff like that and it's like no stop stop everything like when you read it yeah it, it was an established fact all for the mm. fact that it had been like proven or whatever like everybody knew that the world was flat because mm-hmm. it is flat yeah naturally uh, if you go too far in one direction you will literally fall off that's correct <laughs> I love so much that B.O.B. made a song calling out physics uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a level of stupid that I genuinely put on par with people that think they faked the moon landings. I know, and he thinks that too. Of course he fucking does. It's not like they put mirrors on the moon that you can literally bounce a light off of. It's not like there's a dune buggy up there. Yeah. It's, I don't know, like, just, I love the fucking picture of him with, like, he's on a mountain and he's like, where's the curve? (laughs) (laughs) Just with a ruler. Oh my god. Just pulling a ruler out of his bag. But the thing is, if he went to the top of a fucking mountain, or just went high up near the ocean, and looked out over the ocean, and took a ruler, you could see that the world's curved. But he said, he uploaded a picture of uh, Felix Baumgartner standing on the edge of the world, with the, um, you know, when he was from the edge of space. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, the edge of space, yeah. He, he had the thing where the, the horizon was curved, but then B.O.B. had a, a GoPro corrected, because the GoPro automatically uh, curves it, you yeah, see? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, w- once you correct that, it's actually flat. You can see that the world's flat, yeah. yeah outrageous. Like, like, yeah. Like, unreal. Like, even people in 1492 didn't believe that. So, no, yeah. Like, like, sort your shit out. Yeah, the, the money given to Columbus was not to prove that the world was round. It was 
was given to him so that he could find an easier trade route to the West yeah. Indies. Sorry. And he really fucked that one up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah. And and the fucking Santa Marina ran aground. The yeah. fucking cunt didn't even know how to pilot a plane. <laughs> Don't know why I said that. Pilot a ship. <laughs> pilot a plane. Yeah. You just you really you just took the word pilot and ran with it, didn't you? Pilot a ship <laughs> into the ocean. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No. Um, but yeah, that I I agree. Um, there was another one from um the past that you have. The the old times. Yes. The oldie times. Yeah, I think it's the it's the kind of the myth that Napoleon Bonaparte was you know really short, yeah. like extraordinarily short. Uh. And his his name his nickname was uh, was it the little colonel, yeah, the, little, the little corporal, or was little general or yeah, wherever he was, the, the little, little chef, the little fella, yeah, yeah, the little chef, yeah. Christ, but you know that was you know he he was five foot seven, that's not even particularly short by today's standards. That's two inches smaller than me. Yeah, like. It you know that's it's not that short. It it was average. It was above average then. Yeah, it was above uh, average it, height at the time. The, you know there are many reasons why he could have been called the little corporal, uh, a term of affection. You know, kind of in jest. Yeah. From his friends, uh, you know, anti-propaganda saying that he's you know short from the opposite side. Yeah, it's it like could have surrounded himself by really tall bodyguards like. It, <laughs> There was a footballer called Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who is a manager now, and uh, he used to play for Manchester United, and his nickname was the Baby-Faced Assassin. And 300 years from now, people will refer to his short temper and tendency to throw his toys out of the pram, and that's why they called him the Baby-Faced Assassin. <laughs> like, that's the same thing as what you're doing yeah. here, by Like, oh yeah, he's a little guy, fuck him and his short man syndrome yeah. and that whole thing. Short man syndrome, that has to be a myth as well. A really, really, really cynical myth. Oh yeah. Someone's just come up with because they met an angry short person. An angry short person. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just like everyone that owns a nice car is overcompensating for a tiny penis. That's correct. That um, is actually a scientific fact though, so... Everyone who drives no a Mini Cooper is a really hot blonde girl with sunglasses on. That one is really close to a fact. I, do you know what? There's a there's a guy who's got a really souped up Mini Cooper at <laughs> my university. Like he's like he does like you know cross country drives in it and like races and stuff like that. And I've got some bad news for him. Yeah, he's undercompensating <laughs> for his massive penis. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid, mate. You're gonna have to sell that to a hot blonde in sunglasses. Definitely. It's the only. It's yeah. That is the only thing that you can do with one of those types. Still balanced to the world. Yeah. Um. One of the one of the companies I really wanted to talk about um, in this episode was Coca Cola, mm-hmm. because while I feel like people love to take shots at McDonald's, I don't think any company, uh, any any company with a balance sheet as great as Coca Cola's, mm-hmm. like it, it's weird how it's such a universally loved product, yet mm-hmm. it is absolutely like fucking blasted by people on like people hate coke as much as they love coke it, it's such a there's such a weird sort of strange accepted fact almost with coca-cola mm. that it is the worst possible thing you can drink um like the, there's a thing going around the internet at the moment mm. which is um 
I, I think it's a thing that gym bros actually like to post because it shows how bad Coca-Cola is for you. Mm. Um, and if you just bear with me a second, I think I can actually... Is it the picture where it shows you how much sugar is in each drink? It's No, it's not that one. Because uh, that, one, that one's always a good one. Yeah. That one is that one is quite true though. It is like terrifying how much sugar there is in it's like, some drinks. There's even one that the Daily Telegraph did where they did a video about it, and it's basically mm. just a guy like, and here is the amount just of sugar a in a sandwich, and he pours a bag yeah. of sugar. Here, so here's um a popular image going around the internet at the moment. What happens one hour after drinking a can of Coke? Ah, uh, yeah. Right, first 10 minutes. I've seen this before, yeah. 10 teaspoons of sugar hit your system, and then in brackets, 100% of your recommended daily intake. Right? Straight off the bat, that is the first thing written on this seven-point chart. <laughs> Bollocks. There is 33% of your RDA for sugar in a can of Coke. It says it on the fucking can. Like, I don't get how you've put a picture of a can of Coke in the fucking thing and you haven't even be bothered enough to research it and write in what the actual thing is. And it says you don't immediately vomit from the overwhelming sweetness because uh, f- phosphoric acid cuts the flavor, allowing you to keep it down and all this shit. Your blood sugar spikes, causing an insulin burst. Uh, caffeine absorption is complete. Your pupils dilate. Blood pressure rises. Uh, response to your liver dumps more sugar into your bloodstream. and uh, just all of this stuff, um, there is a notion that uh, Coca-Cola, the acids in it can dissolve a brick, it can dissolve a tooth overnight and stuff like that. Like, no, you have incredibly powerful acids in your stomach lining, which mm. keeps all the, like, just no, like on so many levels, no, do you know what I mean? Like, if that were the case, then you would literally have holes burned in your body, like, mm. it, I don't get why it's become such an accepted thought that, like, a tooth will dissolve in coke. Like, yes, it will, over the yeah. course of several fucking years, probably. Like, I don't... Why Coca-Cola? There's more sugar in a can of 7-Up than there is in a can of Coke. Yeah. So, like, why... And, yeah, there's more sugar in, you know, most sports energy drinks than there are... Oh, yeah, for it, sure. And yeah. you know what else? Uh, when I was in school, um, we weren't allowed to have fizzy drinks because they have too much sugar, right? So mm. instead, our parents gave us Capri Sun and Sunny Delight. And yeah. they all have... There's more sugar in a 200 milliliter pouch of Capri Sun than there is in a can of Coke. Than there is in a <laughs> bottle of Coke. A, a 200 milliliter pouch of a Capri Sun is something outrageous, like 66% yeah. of RDA or something like that. Like, it, it's... And in Sunny Delight, don't even fucking think that that's not complete sunny delight isn't even the color of orange so like no, it's can... it's some new form of it's a, it's its own color it's special stuff that do you know how it's made they get um they oranges are only ripe for something like six months out of the year mm-hmm. so they take all the oranges from um orange vineyards <laughs> whatever they're called yeah. Um, and they bring them to these massive containers where they're crushed into liquid and they're housed there. And in order to keep them ripe and fresh and drinkable and from growing mold and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they have to keep it laced with chemicals. And the chemicals that they use to lace um, orange juice like that to keep it fresh for when it goes on the store shelves is made by CKNY, who are mm-hmm. a company that make perfume and aftershave. Um, so you can only imagine what you're drinking. Um, and not only that, the amount of sugar that goes in on top of that. Like, what you're drinking is not actually orange juice. It was at some point in time an orange. 
and <laughs> it's it's so far removed from that by the time you're drinking it that what you're essentially drinking is an incredibly unhealthy drink that gives you a sugar rush and unlike coca-cola doesn't even have the fucking caffeine to make it worthwhile so mm. fuck off but what i find funny is that you know Coca-Cola are, you know, this kind of really evil company, and we've mentioned uh, McDonald's as being this evil company. But really, um, if there's one company you should hate, it's probably Nestle. Oh yeah. Um, they are pure poison in this world. Uh, they are just awful. Like I don't know if you saw recently, but they, it's within the last few days of uh, recording this, that they admitted that uh, some of their uh, they couldn't. They, they they can't guarantee that all of their coffee is not made by some um like legit like actual slaves yeah in brazil it's not harvested by slaves in brazil um you know and they were just looking like yeah you know we don't know it, it could be a thing we're okay with that and a company that size they know a hundred percent oh yeah absolutely they willingly know and there's a it, it's something like um, just looking at a statistic here. Nestle currently wastes thirty percent of the seven hundred million gallons of water a year it draws from the ground in California, and California's been in a massive drought recently. Yeah. And you know, guess who's guess who's to blame? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there also um, a formula that Nestle made that you for had, children? Yeah, that you had yeah. to mix with water. And mm-hmm. they gave just the formula, like to like thousands of mothers in um, Africa, like developing countries. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't have the water to mix it with, so they took it dry, and it, it turned out to be really harmful. I, I've never seen that um, substantiated. I've never seen that no. claim verified. But I was taught that in college by a marketing teacher, mm-hmm. so um, I want to believe it's true because I learned yeah. it in college. But yeah, that's what I was taught. Like, I, um, we had one class where we learned all about like just fucked up shit that the Nestle Corporation does, mm. and it's not yeah like they are an awful company. Yeah, like, and they they own so like they're one of the big six companies that owns, or the, you know they're one of the big two or three companies that own like everything, all kinds of like animal like pet food you could name. All kind of, like tons of different types of chocolate, sweets, fucking. They own the brands: Ralph Lauren, Giorgio Armani, Diesel, Yves Saint Laurent. All of the like the you know tons of different kind of like hair product kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Like everything that Wonka makes, like it. You know they just own so much shit, and it's unreal. Yeah, they're an absolutely disgusting organization. Yeah. From the stuff that I've read. Yeah, absolutely horrendous. But there is like the um. By the way, the Nestle CEO said that water is not a human right. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they also like um. They don't allow uh, unions and and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But like I I really do tend to tread carefully when um you know uh going hard on companies that do that because like my Samsung phone could very well have been like I I don't know who made all of the stuff that I own and it's actually really uncomfortable to think yeah. about sometimes like um I try and buy brands that are known for being you know 
um, specifically anti like child labour. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You buy a fair trade, not nest labour, because it's slave trade. Yeah. Yeah. But like when it comes to electronics and stuff, I I don't know, and the truth is I don't yeah. know, and that's uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, I think that, that that's a genuine truth, and I think it's so. It's impossible. I think I, th- I think I'd be right in saying that it's impossible to kind of live a decent quality of life while trying to avoid all of the evil corporations. For if that makes if that makes sense, like for buying electronics and stuff like that. Yeah, like like electronics like, specific. If you wanna if you wanna buy anything decent or eat anything kind of really glut gluttonous. Yeah. You're kind of you're buying from. In fact, to be honest, you go to a supermarket, do your daily shop, do your weekly shop, buy some stuff you wouldn't normally buy. Chances are you're buying from one of six companies. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. There, there's a company called Luxottica, and they make every single pair of sunglasses in the world. <laughs> um, you know, corrected for brands that are, you know, fake and. Yeah. But like. They produce. They're an Italian company, and they produce um, sunglasses for literally every single one of the big brands you can think of. All of them. They make all the sunglasses mm. in the world. They have a complete monopoly on sunglasses. Yeah. Which is fucking mind blowing. It's unreal. Yeah. Like, and you know, everyone's probably seen this kind of, you know, this big image. You know, I'm I'm looking at it now. It's the one with kind of like Kraft, Coca Cola, Nestle. PepsiCo, Kellogg's, Mars, yeah. Unilever, Johnson Johnson, and just it just shows you everything that those kind of that small thing of companies own. Yeah, and it it's just it's like everything. Yeah, Pepsi especially Pepsi. PepsiCo owns so many things. Do you know that um, Pepsi the diff, the market share between Coke and Pepsi? Coke has about ninety percent of it. Like it's not mm. half and half. Half the people don't drink Pepsi, and the other half drink Coke. It's like nine out of ten people drink Coke. Yeah. But they have the same levels of profit because Pepsi owns everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Walker's yeah. Crisps owned by Pepsi. Just yeah. stuff like that that we just yeah, yeah like it, it, it's bizarre. KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, why you don't get coke and KFC yeah like, if exactly and um, you know my favourite my fa- favourite fact is that Coca-Cola is the number one sold soft drink in every single country of the world apart from Scotland yeah because Iron Brew yeah. yeah and Iron Brew is made in one factory in Scotland the same factory that it's always been made in yeah and that's just Wonderful. And Iron Brew is fucking disgusting. It's fucking delicious. It's a fucking horrible. You get How did you even make it a year in Scotland? Tree. I live three years three. in Scotland. Jeez. And Iron Brew is fucking vile. And also, what I love about Iron Brew is that it takes Coke's 33% sugar RDA and is like, nah, fuck. <laughs> fuck that, mate. Nah, mate, fuck that. 66%. It's fucking ludicrous. It's just an outrageous amount of sugar in that. Oh, yeah. Like, it it is just sugar and iron brew, whatever iron brew even is. I don't know. The best stuff in the world. There's, um, what we were just saying about corporations and stuff like that, this idea that, you know, the corporations have all the stuff. Um, there's a huge, um, like, cynical theory about that. There was Coca Cola did, for anyone who doesn't remember, right? I don't either. It was 1985. Um, Coke <laughs> released a new product called New Coke, and it is sort of widely known as one of the biggest marketing disasters of all oh, time. Yeah. 
Um, it, it just didn't work. People thought it was way too sweet. Like at, at the time when they taste tested it, they gave people uh, shot glasses, not mm. accounting for the fact that if you drink it in like a pint glass, it's going to be yeah. way too fucking sweet. So it tastes really nice as a shot, but awful otherwise. Um, but yeah, it, it ended up like ruining their uh, market oh, yeah. share and their profitability and everything. And a new myth is that they knew it would happen and they are profiting from it now. And it's like, <laughs> I hate 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 this world where people are like oh they're just doing that for the publicity or they're just doing that because they know that they're going to make money from it and stuff like that like oh the sun everything they do is genius because it makes money like no like Mm. your ability to make money is not what makes you clever and every mistake that you do isn't a fucking um amazing a well a well orchestrated yeah yeah, business move there's something about that that just is so fucking lazily constructed and Mm. it's the same thing as people who fit everything they possibly can into a conspiracy theory which is like you know one of the most cynical myths um is pretty much everything relating to the 9-11 truthers argument and stuff like that like Mm. the idea that um so like the fighter jets that scrambled to intercept the planes on on the way to the twin towers were delayed because they were actually doing a training activity on that day and they didn't know if it was real or if it was in the training and everything like that and like just trying to force stuff i'm pretty sure that that's not even true i don't think that's true at all but forcing stuff like that into a fucking like conspiracy theory and all like it's so just cringeworthy and sad like i don't know like a lot of cynicism seems intelligent because it's easy to seem intelligent when you're so cynical about everything in the world like you create Mm. this sort of depressive realism you know towards everything like yeah oh man it doesn't matter coca-cola owns it all anyway and stuff yeah i think the you know i think uh, i think the whole um coca-cola knowing that it would fail and then profiting handsomely from it today I think that probably comes from this kind of naive kind of, you know, desire to believe that, you know, there is no failure in life. I, I think at the root of the, the, the most of the myths that we've talked about today and, st- and conspiracy theorists and stuff like that mm. is just a fear of... There is no bad shit in the world. Yeah, it's fear of the fact that we are not in control of this at all. Like, yeah. we're on a rock hurtling through space and oh, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just stuff nope. that happens. And, like, I feel particularly with that Trump one that someone has gone to the effort of making that... Like, I get why it was done. It was definitely done out of fear and out of trying to mm-hmm. explain away the idea. Like, if you're the person who created that, what... Did, like, do you believe that? Because you know that you made it up. Is it one of those things where you just say it over and over and it... And it becomes true. Like, I, I feel like it must be that. I feel like whoever yeah. made that is living in some kind of fantasy world. Like... Perhaps they believe it to be true, but they fit the quote around it to, like, you know, mm. to substantiate the claim they made up a quote, which is just the worst way of doing it. But like, I suppose nobody yeah. ever checks source information and nope. stuff like that. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I really do feel like at the at the root of all like 
cynical fiction is a fear of the unknown. Mm. I, like I, I think that kind of has to be there. Just, yeah. It, it seems perfectly reasonable to assume that based on what we're saying. Like, mm. Or, or it uh. could also just be a way of avoiding having to think properly about it for yourself. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Well, obviously they knew they were. Gonna So that was our episode on Cynical Myths. I really hope you guys liked it. If you did, please do leave a like and a repost or whatever it is on SoundCloud if that's where you listen to it. We're exiting the episode with Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Cheers for Fears because it sort of gets at the heart of what people are trying to do when they're coming up with their cynical myths, I think. Trying to create a world in which there is full control asserted by somebody. And uh, maybe that makes people feel a little bit safer. But I actually really like this song. It's sort of like, not even a guilty pleasure. It's just a full-on awesome song that I really enjoy. You can keep listening when the song is over for some conversation from the post-show. Nothing from the pre-show this week. And other than that, I will see you guys in two weeks for more The Midnight Hour. Thanks for listening. anything um you still haven't seen mad max have you no all right still got um, a gaping hole in my uh i've watched it twice since <sighs> I, oh man it's so fucking good i cannot get over how good it is like it is so fucking incredible just everything about it brilliant <sighs>
No, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't believe I haven't seen it. I just, I'm just, it's just the kind of thing where I've just been like, oh, I'll get around to it, I'll do it, and then it's not in cinemas anymore. It's yeah, you have to <laughs> just see like, it oh. in 1080p, like watch yeah, it on yeah. the best screen that you have. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, do you have anything to say about the Oscars, really? Not particularly. I really don't. Um, it it was kind of everything, you know. Nothing. There was no surprises. There was no. There was nothing special there. Um, I, I think Spotlight I, uh, was a little bit surprising because I I expected The Revenant, but like that's it. Yeah, I haven't seen Spotlight yet, but my um, no, me my housemate says it's really fucking good. Yeah, I, um, and in fact, I hadn't heard of I hadn't heard of Room until he mentioned it, like, the day before the Oscars. I think Room is an Irish movie. Um, and that won a couple of Oscars. Yeah, I really want to see Nominated that. for a ton of them. And I hadn't heard anything about that at all. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I really want to see it. I think I am going to go because I want to play some Firewatch. Oh, yeah, I was watching you play that earlier. What did you think of it? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was good. It looks quite good, yeah. It's fun. Like, it's so... um, How far far into it now? Not not very. I I think I'm about an hour and a half in. Ah, All right. And I think it's about three and a half to four hours, so... Yeah. Ah, Fair play. Yeah. It's like... It's so nice to be playing a video game again that yeah. isn't like a, you know one of the series FIFA yeah. yeah it's actually like it, it's made me completely rekindle just yeah. that feeling of properly getting lost in a game and like yeah. I, I thought that that had kind of gone with childhood but it's mm. like really I, like I'm really happy that I have it back yeah. like I, I, I think about it in work and stuff and I'm mm. like oh I can't wait to Home yeah, man. I, th- I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna end up buying uh, Rocket League once I'm. Oh, it's great. Once I'm done with uh, once I'm done with the uni, most likely. I'll warn you though. Um, yeah. I started playing it when me and my friends got it for free. About mm-hmm. what it must have been like. It was last July. Yeah. So like nearly a year ago, and yeah. I was pretty fucking good at Rocket League. Like it, mm. in we uploaded a video of it, and I was really bad. It was my first. It was literally my first ever game. And then I got really good, like over a goal a game, easy. Yeah. And now I'm really bad because I took about two months off. Like the curve has gone yeah. so high up. Like everyone on it is so much better now. So just yeah. watch out for that. I I think it would actually be quite frustrating at the start. No, yeah. I mean, like I played, you know, I played the original one they released on PS3. Yeah. Like four or five years ago, it was like supersonic rocket powered acrobatic battle cars. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was fucking ridiculously long, but it had a wicked song to go with it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, me and my mate used to play that all the time. We used to play that online, and we were fucking sick at it. Yeah. Um, and he's he's picking up a PS4, and he's probably going to get it as well. So I think I'll just hit that up with him again. Yeah, right. definitely do. And if you ever, if you ever want to play it, I'll, I'm always, I'll always be down, because I won't have a job or anything yeah, until it. fucking August. You should... Um, I, I spent, like, 90 euro on games the other day. I bought yeah. um, Firewatch... Payday 2, um, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. And oh, nice! I'm so excited to play them. Yeah, man, Heavy Rain. I played it on you know when it first came out on PS3, and it was yeah. so fucking enjoyable. Yeah, I've never played it, but like I've had it recommended to me so many times. I think people would 
quite a lot. It, it's strange, like, because my Firewatch video is not doing very well, but there's quite clearly just a pocket of people who really yeah. want me to play stuff like that. So that's yeah. Cool. I think I think that's also kind of like a because doesn't YouTube when um like someone when you've not been watching or when someone's not been uploading it kind of like oh, yeah, takes them you. out of your yeah. fucking sub box. It, it fucks you. So yeah. it chances are people just I haven't seen it. A good few wouldn't have, yeah. But, like, yeah. I lose subs every day and stuff as well. But, like, yeah. I'm, I don't care. Like, it nah. purely is a hobby now, so it's, like, whatever. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy to be, like, uploading a game like that. But even just playing it again. Yeah. Like, just playing a game that's not FIFA is so fucking good. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing a game that's not that's not FIFA. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing like Fallout Four and stuff. I'm going back to GTA every now and then, but I just need something different. Yeah. I think Rocket League will, and but like, I don't want to buy it now because if I get really into it, I've got so much fucking work to do. Yeah, you're right too. Because like, I, I'm being I'm being mature about this. I'm being an adult. It's, yeah, you should. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, but you you really really should trust me. Yeah.